Hey, you're listening to Meet the Difference Makers, an Enroll Films podcast where we talk to the difference makers inside higher education. Each episode is crafted to bring you a dose of encouragement, a spark of inspiration, and a heartfelt reminder that the incredible work being done in higher ed is changing lives. And now your host, Ryan Coral. In today's episode of Meet the Difference Makers with Dr. Thompson's story, you're going to learn about the impact of grace. Super powerful story that he shares. Uh, you're also going to hear about the value of a supportive environment and the potential of every single student, the potential that every single student has and how they must be challenged and cherished. I seriously loved this uh, this interview with Dr. Thompson. Uh, he talked about not letting your circumstances or people define you. And when you hear his story, I think you're going to understand how powerful of a statement this is. Before we dive in, if you are responsible for telling the stories at your institution or you know the person who is, I'd love to share with you a resource that we use to help create authentic and soulful video content to help you enroll students and engage alumni. We call it our testimonial capture checklist, and it includes our secret form formula, our secret formula, I can do it, uh, for capturing powerful testimonials. Most testimonials are pretty bland, and if you want to stand apart from your competition, you've got to be asking the right questions, and in, really, in my opinion, you've got to be telling your stories, and to get the kind of responses that are going to move the needle in your marketing, the checklist, this thing that we've got, uh, I want to get it into your hands. <laughs> Uh, so we're giving it away. You can grab this checklist by going to enrollfilms.com slash checklist. It's a free PDF, and I even have a video walkthrough with some extra bonuses. So go grab that, our testimonial capture checklist at enrollfilms.com slash checklist. Now let's dive into today's interview with Dr. Thompson. What's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today with me is Dr. Jean-Noel Thompson, who serves as the executive, executive vice president at Harding University in Searcy, Arkansas. He has a bachelor's degree in organizational communication from Arizona State University. He's got a master's degree in student affairs in higher education from Colorado State University and a doctorate in higher education and student affairs from Indiana University. He and his wife have been married an impressive 32 years and have only eight kids <laughs> and somehow has time to join us on today's episode. Wow, Yay. Dr. Jean-Noel Thompson, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm so excited to be here. Honored to be a part of this. Oh, yeah, so good. So just eight kids. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, and the age range you've got, you have uh, yes, a 32-year-old? So, so five beautiful daughters, three sons. Our youngest is nine. Our oldest is almost 29. So we're at about a, uh, just shy of a 20-year range or gap there. So Yeah, no <laughs> big fun. deal. Uh, that is incredible. Um, and then uh, Colorado State University, is this uh, is this Dion's team or, or am I botching that? No, it's the one that almost oh. beat Dion's team. Okay, yeah, yeah, Colorado yeah. State Rams, there are four columns. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was, what an exciting oh, game. It just was, oh my goodness. <laughs> but a great time, great time there. <laughs> so good. Well, I, I am just so impressed. Uh, man, you've got 
you know, degrees from everywhere. You've been all over the place. Um, in the work that you're currently doing, what would you say? What What would you say is bringing you the most life? You know, and this is this is interesting. Uh, prior to taking this executive vice president position at Harding, the prior 22, 23 years, I've served as a vice president of student affairs or student life at mm-hmm. uh, four other faith based universities. And that's just a range of, of things you're working through every day, dealing with systems and students and parents and programs. But in, in this role, what's really neat, and I've done this a little bit in the other roles, but to have quite a bit of opportunity responsibility for campus-wide initiatives. So I'm, mm-hmm. uh, it's our 100th year, our centennial year. Wow. And I, we're also starting a new strategic plan, which involves uh, – a new uh, vision for the university and and uh, uh, just strategically thinking about where we need to go. So I get to drive that, and it's it's really fun. It's great to pull in our faculty, our staff, our students, our alumni, while we're, ce- we're celebrating our past 100 years. And so I'm learning so much just about history and the giants that have gone before us and mm. how that ties into who we are and where we need to be going. So I am just uh, uh, really, literally energized by the process itself. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is that is pretty cool. 100 years, again, no big deal. It's like having eight kids. Yeah. kids. It's just like all in a day's work. Um, you've been involved in education. You're you're obviously very well educated with all, all of your degrees and everything. What's, like, why, why do you love education so much? Like, what about it? You know, um, and it's, it's, the learning's good. Obviously, there's, there's learning. We're preparing yeah. students to do um, so many different things in, in their life and their careers. But here, here's a piece that excites me personally. Uh, I think this is the defining moment, the defining decade uh, for our students, particularly for these undergraduate students. They are really trying to figure out who they are, yeah. uh, learning to stand on their own uh, beyond their family influence for the most part. And for us, as a Christian university, we want them to also walk through their own faith, if you will, and to own that. Uh, and so to combine all of that and have that shape, not just their vocation, their career, but what kind of spouse they're going to be, what kind of parent they're going to be, what kind type of neighbor, um, friend, uh, fellow church member, we're really trying to to help them frame their overall sense of perspective and sense of self and confidence and just to give them that broad round well-rounded experience and um to me that's important and to watch them grow and to come back years later and and you can see how much they've grown and they've taken ownership of their lives and and they're touching other lives so that's that's what this is all about not just a degree not at all yeah yeah, that's so good. I mean, that's that is that's my story. I mean, so Oof. much. I I just can't imagine. You know, I thought like, oh, I could go to I could go to community college, and I did for you know a couple of semesters, and I went to university for a semester, my very first semester. But until I moved on campus and lived Oof. there, lived there for years, right? Four Oof. years I lived on campus. The relationships that were formed, in the experiences that I was able to have in tight orders and in an environment yes. that had a strategic mission that was community based without that i just 
you know, as my kids are getting older for, for the first bunch of years, Andrew and I have just thought like, yeah, we'll save money. Our kids will go to community college. And then if they, if they really want to go to university, sure. We'll, yeah, we'll totally encourage that. But if they don't want to like, no big deal. That's but okay. all these years later, I'm just realizing that the most significant moments, some of the most significant <laughs> moments in our lives that crafted who we have become happened over, over those few years. Right there. Absolutely. And so without that, like where, 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 yeah. where does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. To have so many people, faculty and staff, um, investing in you at one time. Yeah. And yeah. then to have, oh, just hundreds of students your age and close to your age trying to do the same thing. We'll, we'll never have that much investment at one time in our lives. Yeah, so perspectives <laughs> are changing over here. And, yes. Uh, I love that part. For, for you, what was the like, was there a motivator for you to start, right? Because yeah, you went to grade school, but something, something in you or something around you triggered you to say, maybe I should consider college. And, and what was that journey yes. like for you? Um, so many reasons. And well, I mean, I'll try to make this very long story uh, uh, less long, but I have been throughout life. Um, I'll say it this way. I've had some, I think, well-meaning people. I don't think they were mm were malice or evil-spirited, if you will, or mean-spirited, but literally say, don't think about college. You wouldn't, mm. you wouldn't do well in college. You don't have what it takes to go to college. Just graduate oh. high school if you can and do the best you can given where you've come from. Uh, really kind of a, a poor and broken family situation. And mm. uh, that, that fueled me, to be honest with you. There was a part of oh. me that wanted to do it anyway because I'm, I was interested in I don't want to sound pie in the sky, but really kind of being all I could be and learning and soaking that up and doing some things that I thought would be important in the world. But mm. when I was told you can't do that, that also uh, lit a fire in me that said, well, you, you, you just watch me. <laughs> so, uh, But so many people came along, mentors, um, parents, and others who who really uh, helped shape who I am and gave me the daily drive and know-how to get here. Yes. That's amazing. You, you did make that really short. <laughs> I know there's so <laughs> much in this story. Yes. Um, and I love that. You know, you, you even alluded to, uh, you know, the 100 years uh, celebration that you guys are going through right now and yes. the, the shoulders of the giants that you kind of get to oh, yeah. you know, sit on. As you think through the mentors in your own life and the people, and, and there were many, right? You're, you're obviously very humble, and I love that spirit. Uh, is there is there a message, or was there a moment, or was there somebody who who just got in your face, or or said something, yes. or just lived a certain way that made you think different? And who was that? And what was that moment? Yes, and and I think several, but I think for me, most significant um, is. I would say my adoptive parents, maybe even more specific, my adoptive mother. And so mm. uh, I have a twin brother. He and I were uh, born into a family of 12 kids, poor situation. Dad really wasn't oh. around. Um, and it, it was just a tough situation, very yeah. very poor circumstances. And uh, at, by the age of nine, m my biological mother died on a Christmas morning. And so it just oh. got really chaotic and confusing oh. then, a, a time of loss and confusion and We'd bump from foster home to foster home and, and sometimes just not living anywhere. And 
Finally, uh, the Thompsons, uh, Sam and Josette Thompson, who are my adoptive parents, uh, found us through a Channel 12 program that portrayed us as kids who were looking to be adopted when we were about 10, 11 years old. And uh, they visited us. That worked out. They pushed us extremely hard. We were missing 20, 30 days at a shot schooling prior to that. Remedial everything. I mean, we could barely pass any class. And they would push us and give us a sense of drive. But the piece that, that really made the difference for us, and I think for me, was they made it very clear, there's something in you. Your potential is incredible. Your circumstance, don't ever let your circumstance define who you are and what you can do. And so they somehow convinced me that there was more, that I could go and do these things. And then when I was doing them, they'd celebrate it and say, all right, now the celebration's over. There's something bigger for you. Keep going and always give credit to the Lord. And so that's really what has significantly shaped, I would say, uh, any sense of ambition or drive is uh, someone telling me, don't let circumstances or other people define you. you got to do that. And you got to rely on God and on the people who he surrounds you with. And so uh, I'm going on and on, so I'll stop there. But that's no, that made man, the difference for me. <laughs> I was hoping I'm like, don't don't stop now. That, that's, uh, that is amazing. Uh, golly, that's an incredible story. <laughs> What, what about like for them, uh, hmm. Mr. And Mrs. Thompson, like what, what, uh, where did that come from for them? That's a great question. I think, uh, it probably started with, with my mother. She just had this dream. She was from, yeah, she's French from Marseille, France, and had a dream of coming to the United States and, and, and eventually having a big family, I guess. <laughs> Met my dad, uh, at an international student program in Arizona and uh, they would marry. Uh, they had a um, couple kids. It was biological daughters, and then they had uh, a couple foster children before adopting. And mm-hmm. then they would go on, this family, the Thompsons would grow to 17 children through adoption. They fostered another 35 or 40 through the home. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, yeah, just unbelievable. All various ethnic and racial backgrounds, wow. religious perspectives, mental and physical challenges, you you name it. And so it's it's so interesting, Ryan, because when I look back, uh, one of those Romans 828 type of deals, you don't understand until you live something, you know, that God can take all types of things. And if you really trust him and give it to him, he turns it into incredible things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I look back on my life, I'm thinking, wow, why, why would I go through all that, all these different family circumstances, going from remedial to an honorable kid, being a very poor situation to more affluent, various religious backgrounds, ethnic and racial exposures. And I'm thinking, he was he's preparing me. I work mm. in a field, a university life, if you will, where you, we've got people coming from all walks of life. And mm. I get to somehow take my own life, those different vantage points and experiences, and hopefully try to understand and meet a variety of people where they are. And I'm like, mm. what a gift from God that mm. that I would have those exposures. And so uh, it, it's not about me. It's about how, what, how God uses your life and shapes you and then uh, allows you then to have some impact on others. So I, I'm just so blessed by that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. When's the documentary come out? This is, uh, <laughs> this, this is fascinating. Uh-uh. Oh, my goodness. 
I don't even know where to go. There's, there's a lot so there. Much. There's a I'm lot here. And I'm As, still learning. Like, I, I'm still learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I just, I, I do. I really love that uh, with your very unique and diverse background, mm-hmm. man, you must be such a gift to the student body and, and also to your coworkers who don't have that same Thank experience you. and that same, same background and the empathy that you have, um, that, that is pretty incredible. And I love, I'm, I'm just inspired that you're doing work that really, um, fits with, with, you know, your story and, uh, and just a lot, all of your experiences. This is so cool. As you, as you are, you're chatting with students, um, you know, maybe, maybe there are some students that are troubled and, you know, uh, or are trouble. Um, how, how do you like, what's your, what's your, you know, initial, conversation with with a student who uh you know keeps getting into trouble or making bad choices like what, yeah. what what's do you have like a a typical here's here's the here's what the first conversation here's how that goes uh you know yes in 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 the field of student affairs particularly when i the years i served as dean dean of students where you have to make tough decisions about yeah. a student situation um always starting and ending with um Conf, uh, uh, words of affirmation, words uh, that of, of self-worth. And so it, it, it wasn't about that person's personhood or identity. It was about behavior that I would say I don't think represents who you are. So so what's going on behind all of this? Yeah, let's not know. talk about the violation or the – let's talk about what's really going on behind yeah. this. Yeah, that's good. And then uh, by the end of the conversation, it was also, again – I don't think this is who you are. Yeah. And uh um and, and really just trying to work through that. And so we have an opportunity every day, and not just with students, you know this, and that's is to to connect with people in genuine ways. Um yeah. and, and to be vulnerable and transparent our ourselves. And it's okay for us to say, Hey, listen, man, I struggled with that before. And let me tell you kind of how I was helped through that by other people. And so I, I think we have to, we've got to, you know, and I tell students all the time, don't let this tie fool you or, or yeah, yeah. you know, fancy office or whatever. I'm a person who's still learning and yeah. being shaped too, but I have a little more life than you. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you in some ways, yeah. but I'm going to cherish you at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important. Challenge and cherish. Yeah. I, 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 I think that so many students that are troubled, I mean, even as you're sharing that, you know, I do some business coaching and a lot of times, you know, you ask a question like, well, what, what do you, you know, wave a magic wand if you could have whatever you want, like yes. doing whatever. And then like they say the thing and it's like, okay, but it, that's usually not the thing, right? It's, it's not the something thing yeah. underneath. And it's like, well, why yeah. that? Like, let's, let's kind of dig into that a little bit. And the same yeah. thing with, you know, making poor choices. It's like, well, yeah, I, I love that. We're, we're not even going to like, we're, we're not even talking about that. Like, let's kind of talk about the why, like, wh- where does that come from? And like, yes. what are you experiencing that? And, or what did you experience that makes you think that, that that's okay or that that's helpful yeah. or that's the kind of person that you want that's to right. be super powerful. And then also, I, I feel like so many students, you know, I mean, they're coming from all over the place and their experiences, their family experiences are, I mean, geez, oh, Pete's like all over the place. All over. But but I think so many people have not had somebody that loves them unconditionally that can get in their face and tell them the truth. 
Yes. Right. And to be able to challenge and cherish at the same time, like that is a beautiful gift and calling somebody to a higher level um, people step into that, but most they people do. haven't had that experience or that opportunity. They haven't had somebody that did both of those things. They may have had one or the other, you know, and to be totally cherished without challenge is kind of like, man, like that's not really super helpful either, right? Yeah. There's, no, that is so true. I mean, we, we can get into managing behavior all day, but it's, it's really not. We can't manage or even control behavior, but we can convict hearts and yeah. we can expand minds and we can embrace people in ways that give them another uh, insight into who, who they can be. And that, I mean, we're here to mold, not, not to scold. Mm. And so Ooh. if I'm, it's, it, it is, it's about molding, not scolding. And it's a much harder job to mold and to help mm. them in their most needy moments. But that's yeah. where we can have, I think, the, the greatest impact in some of those dark moments. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, mold versus scold. Yeah. It's, it's super easy to just like, Hey, you're in trouble. This is your consequence. That's get right. Out of my office, That's get right. on. But the molding, like that takes time oh. and oh. crafting and yeah. patience and all these things. It's like, man, it would just be right. easier to just like, you know, do this and you know, let's move on. Absolutely. <laughs> what would you say is like, has been one of the the highlights of your career and the, and the, don't, you know, I don't want you to think of this as like, oh, I'm bragging here. But like when you say mm. like, man, if I was really proud of myself, you know, for something uh, that I was able to be a part of, what would you say is like one of the highlights? You know, I, I for some reason, I was uh, a couple months ago thinking about a similar question. I don't, something came up that, that caused me to kind of look back over, over career. Uh, again, yeah. I, this is my fifth university I have an opportunity to work at. And some looking like, wow, you've moved a lot. You've been in a lot of states in here. And it's, it's, it's true. And then I, I'm thinking about those each different role, each place that I've been at. And, right, each place that, that I think God's called me to, uh, and I've had the pleasure to work at, um, I was asked by the, the president in position at that time, come and make significant change. Mm. There was something very clear that needed to be changed. Yeah. In, in, in around the, the student life experience, uh, I mean, you name it. And uh, so I came in each, each place I worked at, whether it was Grand Canyon University, whether it was uh, Grove City College in Pennsylvania, whether it was Abilene Christian University, Texas, Faulkner University, Montgomery, and now here at Harding, come make some significant positive change. And, and I feel, looking back, I think as a change agent, I, I, I'm, and not in a bragging way, since you've given me some permission, but I, I think with the help of a lot of people in collaboration, was able to not just make those significant changes here, still working through that at, at Harding, but to have, um, rather than having major opposition, actually have colleagues, faculty and staff, and our students here. Uh, be open to it yeah. and actually see some need and be a part of that change. So I, I'm very proud of the fact that, wow, we we pushed some things that needed to be pushed and, and, and changed. Changing culture, organizational culture is tough and it takes a long time. But what helps that is when your constituency, the sooner they can get around that and trust you, that was big. And so for some reason, I feel like, God, you, you placed me in those roles, those positions, but 
I was able to, through your grace, uh, gain trust early, which then brought my colleagues and students along. And so I'm, I'm very excited, very grateful for each of those processes. Yeah, I love that. Uh, what about like a particular student that you feel like, wow, like <laughs> I really thought this person was a lost cause. I mean, mate, you probably <laughs> wouldn't think you wouldn't think like that, but you know, yeah. let's just say you did. Um, is is there is there a story that you you're just like, wow, this was this is incredibly meaningful as I look at my career. Uh, the fact that I got to be a part of this story, yes. and this transformation. Uh, yes. What's that story about? So many of those, my goodness. You know, mm -hmm. there are a couple situations where students were so angry and frustrated, and um, but then they would come back years later and say, I get it now. I get it. And and you were right. And, and in fact, this helped my life. I mean, those are wonderful and powerful. I mean, I hope everybody has that opportunity to get that. But there was one particular situation, Ryan, that just blew me away. Uh, I won't give the details, but it was a situation where a student just just made a pretty pretty crazy Oh man. Choice. I want the details. <laughs> <laughs> well he 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 took a, a roommate's credit card and spent thousands oh. on it. Oh man. And it was just a bad wow. situation. Um yeah. but and it was there were some other things going on and, and really I I I I needed to suspend him. He he should yeah. have been suspended. It was so egregious. Yeah. Uh, but after talking with him, learning from others, I understood he had a really bad home situation, particularly yeah. dad situation, abusive. Yeah. Um, so I took a little bit more time with him. But here's here's a piece that I'll never forget. And I've told this story before. Um, <laughs> when I pulled him in and, and I said, listen, uh, I, I'm not going to suspend you. Um, for I didn't tell him all the reasons, but I said here's some other accountabilities and consequences. But I'm not going to suspend you. I was I was expecting that. Oh, just that letdown for him just to show that high emotion and thank you. And he was just just stone cold. And I'm thinking, oh, that's interesting. And then I said, here's another thing. Uh, I told him. I said, your your former roommate <laughs> uh, is has decided not to press charges against you. I mean, he stole a credit card. Yeah. I mean, all these things. He had every reason to press charges, theft. Yeah. And that's when Ryan, he just lost it, just started bawling, tears were, I mean, jumping off of his face. Wow. And I said, what, what's the, di why, why are you, you know, I mean, this is good news. What, what's, yeah, yeah. And these are his words. He said, I've never experienced so much grace in my life. He he didn't know how to handle that grace. What I told him initially hit him, but he he was trying to hold it together. And yeah. then when I shared what his 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 friend, former roommate, not you know showing that sense of forgiveness, not pressing charges, I don't think he'd ever had a, a experience of grace like that before, especially when I knew of his family situation. Yeah. And so I I know it transformed his life and his heart in some ways. And that was just absolutely powerful. I love those stories. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think when I started this show, I was like, oh, I'm going to get some really good stories. But here I am. I'm like welling up. I need, I'm like, I need some Kleenex. I need some tissue. Uh, well, they matter to you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all, all I'm thinking now is like, we'll play that story back and I'll put some like soft music underneath it. And people are just going to be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, um, I'm curious to know, 
with like in this story in particular to to not suspend the student were you strategic in like because you knew more about his situation his home situation and like you had hopes of you know him you know really changing yes uh, his his choice making like dig into that a little bit for me oh oh absolutely you know part of it was concerned about sending him away is that better for him or worse for mm. him yeah, yeah um yeah. So that you know, that was some of it, but I, I don't know. I just had a sense, and in this, it's there's a lot of subjectivity, and yeah. in, in in a role as a vice president, dean of students, sure. and uh, sometimes you have to exercise the discretion you're given, and you could be completely wrong. And if you're wrong, something else comes up. Usually, it's not so bad, and then you you tell the student you made the decision for me, and they, they're gone. But if you're right, oh. The the generational impact that mm. has is we don't even get to fully see it. It's unbelievable, so powerful. And in that case, I just know, and as we watched him grow and mature, I just know that uh, his heart was changed. And, and uh, this is a, a young man who's uh, now a man-man and who, and mm. who um, I know feels the need to exercise grace every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, I love that. I was going to say, why don't you share some of those stories that you made the wrong decision? Yeah. Just We're not going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's a different show. A different yeah, time. that's right. Uh, actually, that show would probably get way more listeners than this show will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so maybe, maybe you should uh, rethink uh, uh, this season. Uh, as you're, as you're uh, you know, you've kind of had this vision, I assume, for your career uh, in the professional realm. When you get to the end of your career and you look back, mm. what's what what's your what do you hope the difference is that you make? What do you want your legacy to be mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, be, just because of the life that you led? Mm. Um, you know, I, I would love to be known as someone who took what was what was just foundationally good about a place. Mm. It pulled people together around moving from there and advancing, uh, uh, making that place even stronger, uh, more known for virtues that come from God, and to watch people flourish in that. I want to be known for that collaborative spirit around good, and powerful things that happen, uh, and and that's that's important to me because I think if mm-hmm. if you can foster an environment like that, uh, lives are changed, and when lives are changed, particularly in the image of God, it is generational. It impacts so many people for decades, and uh, uh, I I just hope to be known to have been a part of something much bigger than than all of us i love that with your story i mean that that really is that's the the legacy that was imparted imparted on you you know by Mm. your parents and absolutely uh, and for you you to live that out and to call people to that i think that's a beautiful Mm. beautiful thing thank you so much it's really good um what about your 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 coworkers? i mean you know i keep bringing up on this show that uh it's a this is a challenging uh, industry, you know, yes, higher did. education, it's, it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of challenges and, um, 
we can forget our purpose in this work. Right. So how would you encourage uh, the people that you work with that, that share similar um, hopes for students and for the work that you do? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think taking care of our people first, I think that's just so important. Uh, we, we have a common friend that you and I've talked about. And uh, even in conversations with, uh, with her, it's, it's, you know, there's strategy, there's management, there's all the things we've got to do. But really, at the beginning and end of the day, it's, it's how you, you speak into the hearts and lives of the people that work right with you how we listen about family and in tough times and celebrate good things together. Uh, it's, it's got to be much more than the position and, 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 um, the job. I mean, people are energized. They, they, they find zeal in what they do when they feel a strong sense of belonging and purpose. Mm. Uh, we can do a lot from a purpose standpoint strategically, but that, that sense of belonging and care, that comes from genuinely connecting with them. Yeah. And that goes both ways. It's not just checking in on them. It's also revealing some of your own life. And that's how yeah. we walk life together. And so yeah. my colleagues are my friends. Uh, they, they really are. And um, some of us stay together. Some of us go on to different places. But it's interesting because we can pick up the phone and pick up right where we left off. And that, that's, uh, that's a deep friendship. And I'm, I'm honored by that, blessed by that. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Even the email introduction that Candace uh, sent yes. our way. I mean, what a beautiful <laughs> introduction. And oh. uh, like I said, I was looking so much so forward to this because of uh, all the amazing things that the impact that you've had on her and uh, just how your stories have intertwined. Oh, so honored. And just for her even to say that, because we, you know, we can share about each other when you're working together, you say things, but you really yeah. don't spend a paragraph talking about each other that way typically. Yeah. So I was really, really touched. Very, very honored. That's so good. Well, Dr. Thompson, this has been, man, what a treat, what a gift for me to uh, kind of just hear your mm. journey. Um, I'm inspired, uh, really grateful for uh, just all the work that you're doing, your heartbeat. Uh, I, I am just excited and grateful for the students that you get to interact with and yes thank uh, you you know the people that you get to work with uh, what a, what a gift you are uh, to that place oh thank you so much and, and and really for what you do this matters stories are powerful mm. and they need to be told in in this way and so uh your ministry and how you're being used don't stop please we need it thank you that's awesome. How, if people want to connect with you uh, after the show, what's what's the best way for them to be able to do that? Oh my goodness, they can email me initially if, if that's okay, if they're uh, open uh, for that. And if uh, from there, I'll, uh, and I do respond, so they can certainly email me at uh, jthompson8. And uh, the eight, I didn't give to myself for the eight children I have, but jthompson8 at harding.edu. I would love to to connect with and meet and learn from so many more people. I love it. Well, thank you again. This is an amazing treat. I uh, really, really appreciate you and uh, just excited for, for the work that you uh, continue to do. Thank you so much. The honor and blessings my mine, brother. Appreciate that. All right, my friend, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you made it this far into the episode. The episode's almost over. If you liked it, take a screen grab of it, share it with a friend, somebody that would be inspired by it, encouraged by it. I would be grateful if you did that. They would probably be grateful. 
And if you're ready to have a conversation about connecting with your ideal students, your alumni or donors by using the power of emotive storytelling through video, shoot me an email. My email address is ryan at enrollfilms.com. I'd love to know if you're enjoying these episodes. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, so hit me up, shoot me an email. My, You can also find me, I, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and also some time on Instagram and my handle is just Ryan Coral. It's K-O-R-A-L. Thank you so much for listening. Here's to making a difference and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.